All right, guys, welcome into the Dog Central film preview on a Wednesday night. We're going to talk about Georgia's game against Missouri, show you guys a little bit of tape, and talk a little bit about how we think Georgia will attack the Tigers on the road on Saturday night in Columbia. As always, joined by Mr. Josh Hancher, a.k.a. Dog Stats, and John Smith at John Tweet Sports. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Ready, ready for uh, some Thursday night college football. I'm ready to get into the part of the season where we have Maction on Tuesday and Wednesday night. That's, mm. that's a, like hurry up because uh, this lull between Monday NFL and Thursday games, is start, I'm starting to feel it now, but I'm, I'm doing good otherwise. Right on. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're watching this, you see this. But uh, we're live on Dog Central in the embed stream, so we're monitoring that for chat purposes. We'll be up, uh, uploading it on YouTube afterwards. But again, if you're seeing this, you already found it out. But next time, look for us on Dog Central. No. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, uh, lo- low energy because we've been watching Mizzou for a couple of days. Now. <laughs> you said it, John. Exactly. You said it. I know. Yeah. Uh, some way to say it. I mean the I tweeted. Last night, uh, you know, 1 a.m. watching Mizzou Auburn tape in my living room with the dogs <laughs> snoring all around me. And, you know, uh, That's a two of the assiest offensive lines I've ever seen in my life just trading missed assignments for for 60 minutes was not the most inspiring football I've ever watched. Y'all, I, I watched a good bit of that game, and I I don't know, man. I And I, I – I can get down with some bad football. I can get down yeah. with like this is just bad football. I can't get down with like inept football. <laughs> this is like there were things happening that I was like, this is not this is not bad football. This is like aloof football from both coaches, players on the field. Like it was just it, it was it was bad. It was um it was one of those games where you're like, I don't know if either of these teams want to actually win this game because they're not playing like it at all um for sure and i mean josh uh shout out to you tip of the cap you went above and beyond like i was on the phone with him (laughs) last night and he was like all right i'm gonna cut up the abilene christian tape for you so you can see like how this goes when it when it works the way it's supposed to and i'm like oh that's great like you know i'll get a better feel for him and i sit down and and i watch it and i'm like oh my god like they they couldn't execute against abilene christian like it was just this shocking reality of how bad they actually are. Like, I think they're worse than South Carolina uh, to, to kind of put some perspective on it, but it doesn't mean we're not going to take a look at how, yeah. you know, how, how they like, we, we have fun, I think breaking down kind of what they are and what they aren't and how they might try to run their offense on Saturday. Um, Josh, you got some numbers there for us. Yeah, offensive success rate, 41%. That's terrible. Uh, They've got a really good defensive success rate, but as you mentioned, they haven't played anybody. Kansas State's pretty much the only quality team they've played, and they, you know, lost. Uh, They're 2-2 and on the season, uh, 5.6 yards per play offensively, and somehow they're allowing close to 5 yards. I would expect that defensive yards per play to be a little lower than that with a 33% success rate. 
uh, net yards point net yards per play point six, and they've played their softest part of the schedule, so that's going to go down. Uh, twenty four points a, a game um, offensively, and allowing sixteen a game. Um, their PFF grades on offense are sixty seven and seventy five on defense. Um, do we have do we have the points per games and the offense and defense swapped on yards per play in, in PPG? Like Georgia. Uh, would be 33 points per game instead of possibly yeah my spreadsheet was giving me grief yeah okay yeah because we haven't allowed that that's not right so um yeah because we're allowing eight eight right eight points per game so i apologize for that um no worries i just wanted to uh, make sure yeah yeah not sending it we we had a no no bridge jumping tonight uh so the georgia's crept down under seven yards of play which is we'd like to see that get up a little bit. Maybe we'll rack up some yards against Mizzou this week and Auburn next week and still well above 60% offensively success rate and 35 on defense. Really good numbers for Georgia. Um, and I think they can get better. Um, and, and it's, again, this small sample size. So one off game like we had against uh, Kent State can t- tend to um, swing those quickly, but they'll, you know, over the as, as data come in, they'll neutralize and, and you'll see um, some improvement there. So let me turn that off. That's enough of that. Right That's a lot of numbers. Well, you guys want to get into some plays? Let's do, Let's it. do it. All right. So we're going to look at some Ab- Abilene Christian tape first. Because uh, why not? So we're, we're going to go through Mizzou's defense here to begin with. Um, if you remember back, their defensive line flashed a good bit against Georgia's offensive line, especially in the interior last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they can do it again, judging – this is the first play of the game against Abilene Christian. They they look very blockable for uh, – I don't even know what Abilene Christian's mascot is. Uh, I was going to call them by that name, but I'm not sure what it is. So, yeah, ACU just kind of gutting them casually up the middle for six, seven yards there. Um you're going to see here on clip 15, the next one, same deal. They got them backed up first and 10. Everybody knows a run play is coming. Like getting the pile push by an FCS team lined up on their own goal line is hashtag not great, Bob. <laughs> and then right here, so third and four, I want you to watch uh, Tyron Hopper at, at linebacker. He's number eight with the dreadlocks. And he's the inside linebacker on the bottom of the screen, kind of moving down here. Um, he is going to miss this tackle uh, in run support. And Abilene Christian is going to rip off a nice gain down the sideline. He has a PFF tackle grade of 19.4 on a scale of 100. <laughs> yeah, that's <Sorry>. correct. <laughs> Uh, he is actually very good in pass coverage. Uh, he yeah. is Mizzou's highest graded coverage player. But uh, yeah. right here, a couple plays later, clip 20, same drive. He's going to miss another tackle. Um, there he's kind of lined up almost like a – they're almost in like a three linebacker type deal here. But he's going to come out in the hole and nope, doesn't get him there. Um, and then so the very next play, they're going to take Hopper out of the game. And they're going to put Chad Bailey, number 33, in. He's questionable for Saturday. Uh, and then Will Norris, number 22, at inside linebacker. And those guys immediately miss a run fit. 
after coming into the game for the guy who just missed two tackles in run support. So I'm going to venture out on a limb here and say these inside linebackers are not very good, uh, particularly in run support. Yeah. Uh, clip here, 22. Here, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here's some of their tackle grades real quick from PFF. Um, 19.3, and 19.4. Um, those are, that's three linebackers an edge and a safety, um, that have all played, um, more than 50 snaps this year. What's Um, prize picks on Darnell Washington? 160 yards? I mean, (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Darnell Washington is going to feast because the the edge and the linebackers are just not great tacklers. Um, They they do play decently well in in certain situations, which we'll get to, but tackling. Yeah, so corner, the defensive back, uh, Chris Abrams drain here on clip 22. Like, does a nice job. He's, I think he's their best cornerback. He's going to come. I actually think I picked the wrong clip here. My bad, guys. But uh, Abrams Drain is number one, I think. Let me see real quick. Live number one's a safety, it looks like. He's coming up the middle there. Uh, he is number 14. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So here's an interesting play. Uh, this secondary is really bad at tackling. So this actually had me howling at 1 a.m. last night. Number two is Enos Rakestraw. Uh, he's going to be in the slot there, and he just kind of drops out and doesn't really follow his guy. And he's going to go, like, full Naruto dive here, uh, like the dude that Stetson shook in the Coach 30 video <laughs> against South Carolina. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Uh, he's yeah. I mean, I don't like. He was good earlier in his career, and he hasn't been. Abrams Drain hasn't been bad. Like no. in coverage, he's been fourteen targets, nine catches, only one hundred and eighteen yards allowed. He was good earlier in his career. I just, uh, I don't know. And then number nineteen was the guy that missed the second tackle, Drayden Norwood. Uh, he's only been targeted four times. PFF coverage grade is sixty-one, but like, I. The only team that's really tried to throw the ball on them was Louisiana Tech, and that was former UGA walk-on quarterback Matthew Downing, who played for uh, the other Bulldogs that night, the La Tech Bulldogs. They actually ended up pulling him after his third interception. They brought in the backup, but they still rolled up like 350 yards passing on Mizzou. And it was a big loss. So, I mean, they were throwing and playing from behind the whole time, but like – Kansas State attempted 11 passes. Uh, Auburn, you know, same kind of story. Like, I think 14 completions. So, we just – I don't know if the secondary is good in coverage or if just the the passing offenses they're playing are that bad. In a tweet. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've, they've – you, you said it already. I mean, they played Kansas State, Abilene Christian, and Auburn the last three games. And – um from what I've seen of at least Kansas State and Auburn, I don't watch much Abilene Christian, sadly. Uh, but from Kansas State and Auburn, I know the Wildcats. Um, by the way, that's Abilene Christian. Yes. But Kansas State, Kansas State and Auburn, I, I mean, they don't. They're not very good at throwing the ball, right? I mean, Kansas State just went in and beat Oklahoma, but that was because Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn just ran all up and down the field. Um, yeah, 
So you're, you, you, yeah, you haven't, they have not played what I would consider a legit passing attack. So to know how good their secondary really is, I think they're going to be tested early this week. Um, Agreed. Especially, yeah. Especially with Georgia missing Kitty McIntosh. I think you're going to see uh, the dogs try to stretch the field early. Yeah. And so here you see their defense in a third and 12 against Auburn and, you know, I we don't have the all twenty-two tapes, so we don't really know how well they're covering downfield. You did see a lot of this on Saturday where Auburn just, you know, Ashford or whoever was in a quarterback just broke and started running. But more emphasis here on kind of the poor tackling in the at the second level with the linebackers. Um, you know, you're gonna see I mean, this is a bad Auburn offensive line. They got worked. Mm-hmm pretty silly by Penn State and they're they're bullying Mizzou's front here early in this game. They did settle down a little bit in the second half and played better, but uh Hopper who we were talking about earlier, number 8 and then number 9 Isaiah McGuire, those are their two best pass rushers and they're both coming off the right side here. McGuire is number 9, the guy that makes the sack. Um they both have nine pressures on the year. So Something to watch for Georgia in pass rush situations. Uh, with how good Broderick Jones and Moore McClendon have been, I don't – you know, I, I think, like, if, if Mizzou had a very uh, dominant in- interior pass rushing lineman, that would scare me a little more for UGA because of the guard play recently. But uh, Broderick Jones and McClendon have been so solid, I'm not sure that it's something to worry about too much if you're a Georgia fan. Yeah, Graham, good job. You feel you feel better having you know having gotten that tape out of your system. We're gonna look at the <laughs> yes, offense. yeah. It's like yeah. when you throw up something that was that was bad for you. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I, when I was cut when I was cutting the Auburn Mizzou game, there apparently uh, it's not wasn't just our producer for the uh, ESPN Plus broadcast that stunk. I noticed that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But I guess when you when you're covering you know seventy or eighty games. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine what it's like on some of the other <laughs> the other yeah. feeds. Well, um, I, I'm excited to look at the Mizzou offense because I I will say this, and and I don't mean it derogatorily toward Mizzou, but uh, they have about four good SEC players that I that I have seen on their team on tape, and I think all four yeah. of them are on the offense. Um, I think the defense uh, it is not it is not built. Uh, as an sec caliber defense. Um, but they do have a couple of guys on the offense that, that I think could, I don't know. It's hard to say, give trouble, give Georgia trouble, but Luther Burden is one of them. Yes. I mean, Luther Burden is questionable, unfortunately for this game. Um, so that Abilene Christian game was 17, three at halftime. Seven of the points for Mizzou came right here. Uh, Burden's a, I mean, he's, he's, he's a five-star dude. Like Georgia wanted him bad. You know, uh, he's, he's a different type of athlete. Mizzou doesn't have many of them. He's the one guy on that wide receiver core that can really create a matchup problem. And he's probably not playing. Um, here you're going to see Brady cook at quarterback. He's got a live arm. I think, uh, his, he just, he will make some poor decisions like right here. This isn't a pick, but God knows it could have been, um, I think he does that because 
his guys often aren't getting much separation. Uh, mm-hmm. His best receiver is is Lovett, number seven, mm-hmm. uh, Dominic Lovett. He's a slot receiver, leads Missouri and receiving by a large margin. Um, 21 catches on 29 targets for 372 yards and two touchdowns. I was I was impressed with with him on tape. Uh, here he just he can do some nice things after the catch. This is kind of evidence of like Mizzou wants to get this dude the ball as much as they can. I think, mm-hmm. especially with Burden out. Um, yep. So third and two, uh, you're playing Abilene Christian at home. You should be able to line up and run the football for a first down. The center, number 55, Connor Tolleson, yep. going to get blown. Looks like he's up. making a tackle. Just got blown. Yeah. 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 And he's he's a liability, and particularly in, in run block, but he isn't mm-hmm. great pass blocking either. Um, I expect yeah. with Jalen Carter back and the A-gap blitzes we've seen from Dumas Johnson and Mondin lately that he might have a long day Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another third and short right there. No, you're fine. A third okay. and one again, running the ball, uh, kind of same point as the last clip, right? They don't pick up this. I noticed too, they don't pick up delay blitz as well, or like delayed rushers. Um, they're, you know, that, that guy comes off the edge, just a, a beat after the snap. And it's like, they don't know he existed, hmm. but here's going to be, this is going to be a nice moment for Brady cook. Like that's a, that's a throw into a, a window, you know, like he does a good job of using uh loft on the ball. You know, he'll take, he'll put a little arc on it. Like he can throw into some tight windows. I think he's used to throwing into tight windows because his receivers aren't a bunch of big, big windows. Um, mm-hmm. Decent touch right there on a wheel back up running back. Like if you, if you leave receivers open for him over the field, like he, he will, you know, make you pay. Like mm-hmm. he is a competent mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, yeah, this is their best halfback, Schrader. Sorry, go ahead, John. Oh no, you're good. I, I was just gonna say, Dom, you know, Dominic Lovett. He, and again, it's it's it's. I think it's more of a um, number of targets and a couple of long passes. But Dominic Lovett, you know, lives uh, leads the SEC in receiving, um, averaging seventeen point nine yards a catch. Right, so. There are there are some good things about this Missouri passing game, um, especially mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. They've been able to make some plays when they need to, but there hasn't been much separation at all, for sure. Yeah, Brady Cook just fitting it. And in. I mean, I, right? And I think the offensive line can basically just fold at any time. Like this is an SEC offensive line, allegedly, mm-hmm. right here. I mean, look at the push I mean, that they get at the snap. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Sorry, I'm just like literally laughing. This is just funny. <laughs> I know. It's it's yeah. And I mean, I think the thing to remember is like they are gonna give Georgia their best shot. You know what I'm saying? Like they will they will be fired up to play this game at home. Uh yeah. they do have a screen game, you know. If you're a Georgia fan and you watched our show on uh Monday night about the Kent State film review, you definitely want to see Georgia defend that better on Saturday. Uh I don't think the Mizzou wide receivers block their screen game as well as Kent State's did. And then here you're going to see Cook will stare down some routes into the middle of the field sometimes, um, like he did on that play right there. Like this is the type of play where Christopher Smith or, you know, Starks or somebody jumps that route and takes it back for six if he does that against UGA. 
So moving on to some Auburn tape, uh, one thing that really stood out is just Missouri's pass protection issues. Left guard, number 72, Xavier Delgado, seems to be the biggest liability in pass pro for me. Uh, gave up three quarterback hurries and that sack right there against mm-hmm. Auburn. The uh, right tackle, number 51, Zeke Powell, isn't great either. Um, Penn State, just for reference, ran for seven yards of carry on the ground against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Mizzou couldn't do much of anything on the ground against them, um, at least not with consistency. So no, I, I don't think that it... 1.8 yards of carry versus Auburn. Yeah, Was that's freaking putrid. Um, yeah. And they ran the ball. Here's another thing about the Auburn-Mizzou game. Missouri ran the ball 45 – or I'm uh, Auburn ran – sorry, Auburn ran the ball 45 times against Mizzou. And uh, could not could not do anything either. Um, Mizzou ran yeah. thirty nine, carried the ball thirty nine times uh, against Auburn. They were for one point eight a carry. Yeah, Whew, not, that's bad, not man. not great. Here's another uh, yeah. Cook questionable play here. Yeah, it's like he trusts his arm a little too much. Um, wide receivers again, just not getting for him to throw into. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if you're Georgia, like you want to see Lasseter and Ringo and those guys up playing press coverage, but like, this was the offense for Mizzou pretty much was like, this was what was most effective for them was just like little motion and play action kind of fakes. And then just trying to dump the ball out on the edge to halfbacks and, and receivers, um, I think they'll run a lot of this quick game against Georgia because of the offensive line struggles. That's a nice, that's a nice run play for him right there. Yeah. And this is Pete. He's the number one running back. Um, he, he is average 4.9 yards per carry on this. He's a hard runner. Like he's does a good job of falling forward a lot and running through contact and, and cook. You're going to see here a little like zone similar to what Georgia does once or twice twice a half with Stetson it's enough to make you have to respect that he's a threat to do it he's not gonna go for 60 on anybody but you can pick up first downs that way if you miss an assignment that's more of that kind of edge quick game we were talking about this is Mookie Cooper uh only has a few catches on the season but he did flash right here in this Auburn game so you might see more of him especially with Burden potentially out and then here like Deep ball shot to your number one wide receiver. No separation. Cook's going to throw it anyways. Uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I've noticed with him. Like, if you give well, him the deep ball call, like, he's he's slinging it out there no matter what the coverage looks like. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's, that's obviously a uh, – with Georgia, with the athletes that they have, much better athletes in the secondary than Auburn had, for example. Um those are those are going to be some – if he continues to do that this game, I think he, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And this is that, like, again, play action fake, guy come in motion. I mean, that's a nice little play on third and two. But they're, they're, they have to run that because they can't run the ball up the middle and they can't throw a slant. You know what I mean? Like, they've got to do mm-hmm. kind of some of this misdirection stuff and uh, – 
kind of took advantage of a lack of, you know, speed at some positions for Auburn, but Georgia doesn't have those lack of that lack of speed. Little option there that surprised me. Um, so I mean, I think that's going to be the the whole thing for them is trying to get on the edge and hope that UGA is not not fast enough to beat him to the corner. But I think that's a it's a, it's a tough tough ask. That's, um, that's a real that's a real big hope right there. Yeah, to hope that the UGA defense is not fast on the on the edge is a really big hope. Yeah, um, and then this last, but I, but I agree with you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much what else they can do um, other than hope. Hey, another little inside baseball here. See how this is all blurry? That's because on during the broadcast we watch the Giambi or whoever for the Yankees on Aaron split Judge. screen here. So. Giambi <laughs> retired like thirty years ago. Whatever, <laughs> dude. I'm not a Yankees fan. All right, whatever. <laughs> I got you. No um, one watching the Mizzou game with a Yankees Josh, fan either. <laughs> do you have clip 120? I do. When I have 121. Okay. I, I mislabeled it. 120 is like a – it's another long pass to uh, love it. I was just going to say you got to get your head around on. But, yeah, right here, I mean, this is more like you got to keep contained on Cook. Because um, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, situations where he looks downfield and Here's 121 this guy's covered. <laughs> yeah. And then they, just, in case you didn't see it, they missed the field goal to win the game after taking three knees. Yeah. So, backing up so, like 12 and, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Th- so this is the this is the coach that Georgia's going up against this week. And I'm not again. I'm not trying to be derogatory, but his strategy uh, when they had it first and goal <laughs> on like the eight was to take three knees and kick a field goal. That's the confidence that he had in his offense um, yeah. was to take three knees and then kick a field goal to try to win it and. By the way, they missed the 23-yard field goal or whatever it was. Well, and what made it um, even funnier was that Cook, the quarterback, ran onto the field after the kick thinking it was made and, yeah. like, came out celebrating yeah. and then, like, stops and turns and, like, they they, they they caught him on the sideline for, like, 30 seconds with the camera afterwards and he kept turning to people and you could read his lips and he was like, he missed it? Are you effing yeah. kidding me? Like, he missed yeah, it. Effing kidding me. Um, yeah, have you uh, never was... watched an Auburn Jesus game, Cook? <laughs> have you ever? I, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, Jordan. yeah, even Auburn Jesus will show up for Brian Harson, surprisingly enough. Well, you know the thing. The thing I'll say too about about you know this Missouri team reminds me um, a lot of South Carolina's team last year, where you have a situation where you have you know. The quarterback's not great, but there there's a there's a wide receiver, uh, you know, a guy love it. I think um, Josh Van is better than Love it, but there's but there's a guy like that on the field that mm-hmm. you know if you if you're out of position, like there's a potential for them to to beat you, you know, down the field once or twice. Um, but it does remind me watching this film reminded me a lot of that uh, South Carolina team last year where. Quarterback wasn't great, but he's just kind of throwing it where, <laughs> throwing it where the call is. Uh, you got you know offensive line that's not good. Like you, you've got a lot of uh, situations there that that could end up um, being bad. It will end up being bad for Missouri, 
could end up being bad for Georgia in like one or two plays if you have a situation. Graham, it was it was interesting you said. Unfortunately, Luther Burden was unlikely to play on Saturday, which is interesting because I was actually going to ask. Don't you kind of wish you could see him? I mean, like he's yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, like Mm -hmm. that's where we are as a program. We're actually wanting, truly wanting to see some of the some of the better players. But yeah, it is disappointing that we. I mean, him and Ringo would be a really fun matchup to watch. I think. Yeah. Ringo and Lovett will end up being a fun matchup. I, I agree with kind of the, the comp on South Carolina from last year. I think the only thing I would say is like with Lovett, like Van was a guy that could burn Georgia deep and actually True. get behind the defense. I don't know that yeah. Lovett has the, the wheels to do that, but I think mm-hmm. like, I you know, there the play that I, that was supposed to be 120 instead of 121 is a ball that they threw down the sideline to him about a 40 yard pass to get into range to take a knee and miss a game winning field goal. Um, but like on that play, it was one where, you know, they kind of will do some, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but cook will underthrow him a lot and the defensive back will keep mm. running. So I think that's a big thing for Georgia and their DBs on Saturday is to just get those heads Throwing around. That. Throwing the, the, the deep ball comeback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's, I mean, like, I, you know, I guess you could call him a 50, yeah, but guy. yeah, yeah, that, but that's a, that's a very good assessment too. I think, you know, where, where Georgia has to watch out, I totally agree. I, I don't think um, love it is the kind of guy that's going to get behind this Georgia defense where they have to watch out um, is, you know, he's a guy that's gonna, that can make some 50, 50 catches. He's a guy that, you know, has proven um, that he can be, you know, he, they haven't played a Georgia defense, but he's a guy that's proven that he can be, in good position to make those types of plays. And um, I think it'll be really interesting, especially against Georgia's young secondary. And, you know, and, and even like Kamari Lasser didn't have a fantastic game against Kent state. Right. So I think yeah. that's, those are, those are areas that are going to be interesting to watch. I also think if you, once you take out, if you take out burden, if he can't go, then I do think that changes Georgia's defense philosophy, defensive philosophy a lot. Right. I don't think they have, they're, they don't have three or four guys deep on that receiver core that can that can hurt you like those top two. So, yeah, I mean, I think Georgia can just play man on defense all day and not really worry Agreed. about any of their their defensive backs mm-hmm. getting getting burned downfield. And I'm sure yeah. they'll have some yeah. some one and two high safety help with Starks. And you know, I think Chris Smith might play star on Saturday, and you may see Jackson mm-hmm. and Starks up high or. It'll be interesting to see yep. how that kind of works out. But, uh, you know, there's not like a Jamison Williams on, on this roster where it's like, oh, if Dan Jackson gets matched up one-on-one, like, we love Dan, but, you know, he just might not quite have the wheels to keep up with him. Like, there, there ain't nothing like that going down. But. Listen, I think the I think the understatement of our time together doing a show together, every episode we've done – has been there's not a Jameson Williams on this Missouri team. That is that is correct. <laughs> there is definitely not. That's definitely fair. I don't know how many <laughs> I don't know how many Jambi hit tonight, but it looks like Aaron Judge got 61 tonight. So oh just a, nice. a, a, okay. update. <laughs> nice. You know, now I mean I, it would have made screen. a lot of sense if they were doing the split screen for uh Alabama fans. You know, oh, it would have made that was I've been looking for that joke all week and I couldn't come up with it. God, that was good. 
That's it. It would have made a lot of sense if they were doing a split screen for something that was not Yankees specific. Like, who cares? I mean, no, I, I get it, people care. He's but breaking like, a, you know. But, I mean, but he's not. Like, he's breaking a Yankees home run. Well, he's making yeah. it's Roger Maris still. You know, like sixty-one was like the number in baseball for come on a while, and no one that hasn't been but on it steroids hasn't been. has really broken it. So. <laughs> I don't know do if Aaron Judge Aaron is on Judge? steroids or not. I was about to say, do we know that Aaron Judge is not on steroids? His hands look like Andre the Giant. He, he looks like a Georgia uh, tight end. Like we did. Yeah. I mean, there he's built Bring like 6'5", and, you know. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, before we wrap up here, do you on Saturday or score predictions? or like, I got, you know, all right, Yeah, I, I want to ask a couple questions. All right, we've looked at sort of, you know, what the – is there any – are, they're going to move the ball. They're going to move. They're going to score some points. What is it? What do you, what is it where that's going to just? They're going to get us on. Is it going to be a wheel route? Is it going to be just a blown coverage? Or do you think we just completely right. shut them out? I think it's. I mean, like My, the love it thing that we talked about. Like I think they could hit a ball or two, maybe two, if they have a really good day down the sideline to him. But like. I don't think they're going to run the ball on Georgia with any sort of regular consistency. Um, I mean, like we're talking about a game where like the longest rush for Mizzou on a designed run might be like eight or nine yards. Like Brady cook, maybe we'll get out and scramble on a, a play. If somebody misses a sack or something, but like, I, I just think it's going to be very hard for them to score points. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be, I think it would be you know maybe a maybe a busted coverage maybe the the fifty fifty balls I think you know with with a some you know one of the young guys in coverage maybe um, I could see the screen game but again like Georgia was so Georgia played so poorly against the screen game and they focused on that so much in practice this week that if that is what which we've seen on the film had, you know, has kind of kept the Missouri offense having a pulse a little bit. Like, I think that's another dangerous proposition for Mizzou. Like you can't go into a game like this with a team that got exposed a little bit on the screen game last week and have focused on that all week. And that like, so I think, I, I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Mizzou. I also think, and this is just, um, this is a little bit of Georgia Homer in me, but it's also just my experience as as an athlete and playing this game. Is Georgia, you know, they they have had the feeling of getting exposed last week and putting in stressful situations, put in stressful situations, all those things, and like you're going on the road in the SEC, you're coming off a game like that where you know that there's so many things that you could do better you've had all week to kind of get right in some of those areas. I just think Georgia is just too good of a team um, to not bounce back in a big way against, against Mizzou. Um, I, I just think, especially that offense, that Georgia offense, when I look at this Missouri defense, when I turn on the tape, I'm like, man, you're starting the two, the two and three deep for Georgia is all like it, it at the three deep? You have mismatches all over the field for, yeah. against Mizzou, right? So you're going like into the 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 third level of skill player, and you still have a mismatch. And so, um, I just think it's going to be tough sledding for them uh, to 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 score, and I think it's going to be tough sledding for them to 
to stop Georgia. Like it's just it's just gonna this is a tough, tough hill to climb this week for Missouri. Yeah, yeah I mean I, little, I think I'm sorry, go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say my little uh score projection formula had it forty to fifteen. So kind of right on yeah. the market. So that would um, that would be a cover for them. Yeah. I it, mean, it's twenty four and a half. No, it's up to it's it opened at twenty six and a half. Oh, cover for Missouri. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I I, yeah. I mean when I yeah. saw this open under four touchdowns, I was like, I might send a thank you note to the Kent State coaching staff for yes that performance Correct. last week. Because that's the only reason why this line's not forty. And I mean, I slammed it hard because like I I just don't think Mizzou can keep this game close, even if Kirby calls off the dogs and runs the ball a bunch in the second half because their run defense is so bad. Like I, I my prediction for Saturday is I think Dejan Edwards, maybe, maybe another back, maybe Milton as well. But like I, I think there's a very good chance Edwards becomes the first hundred yard rusher for Georgia this year. See, I can see a game where the pay where the, the sort of the, the pace of the game is it's gonna be hard for them. Man, they're gonna cover twenty five, but to I mean, it wouldn't be because they're going to run the ball a lot, which means you know the, the drives are going to be a little longer, unless they break off some really really long runs. I can see, you know, just a get on the bus game from the second quarter on kind of thing, and just you know, not. Just... I don't. Georgia's offense is a passing offense now. I mean, like even oh yeah, SPS, I agree. But Stetson's attempting 30, 35 balls. Like I mean, I think you're still going to even with McIntosh out. You know, I think that eats into your screen game a little bit, but I think that's more opportunity for Ladd and Bowers and some of these other guys to to get involved on the perimeter and some of those sort of orbit motions that they do with McIntosh. So I, I don't know, but we'll see. What I, I think this Missouri defense is equivalent to the Vanderbilt defense last year. Like when I watch Abilene Christian push these guys around. Right. And Georgia went up and had, you know, 35 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Right. Um, I'm not saying that's what it'll be on Saturday, but I I just man, I my my prediction is um I think it's I think it's a 48 to to six or 48 to 10 kind of game. Um personally. I do I do think, you know, I don't ex I mean I, I, I say I don't expect Georgia to keep them out of the end zone, but then also, like, I don't know how they're going to score, um, especially if Luther Burden <clears throat> can't go. So, I don't know. I'm going to go 48 to six is going to be my official prediction. I think Georgia's is going to blow the doors off of them personally. There you go. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for watching uh, the Missouri film preview. We are back I'm going 45 back. to three, by the way. Oh, it's my bad. There you go. You hadn't got, no, I didn't good. mean to cut you off. 45 three. No, you're fine. Um, and uh, so we got Ask Dog Central tomorrow on coming to a Twitter feed near you. Still on Twitter, right? I think so. Yep. Twitter Spaces. We'll do that. We'll do that tomorrow. Ask Dog Central. Um, if folks want to hop in, uh, we'll do that at seven Eastern time. And so, uh, Dog Central members can get their questions in the forum. Other folks can join and chat live. Yeah, feel free to ask Graham about uh, Mizzou clip one twenty. If you missed out tonight, <laughs> we, Sorry, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have it for you. Uh, good job, Graham, as always, showing us who the players are yeah. and who we got in the schemes they Love do. It. And um, with that, we're going to let you guys get out early tonight and uh, go celebrate with the all the Alabama fans as uh, Yankees. <sighs> Yankees have broken. Congratulations to all of you Alabama Crimson Tide fans <laughs> on Aaron Judge's 61st 
home run of the season. I'm sure it means a lot to you. I'm going to bookmark that. All right. With, I'm gonna tweet all that. right. We'll see you guys tomorrow, man. All right. See you. Bye.